we are good. Yes, sir. So first episode of the podcast brought on Chris Perry. Yes, sir. You know. AKA Say Less K, AKA Mr. Steal Your Grandma and Take Her Out to Lunch oh. for You. Get your grandma some flowers, man. Oh, Let's snap. go, man. Let's get it popping. <laughs> Alright, so main reason for bringing on Chris first is one, built a pretty decent following on social media. If you want to state your stats, I know you're not braggadocious, but go ahead. I I say a smudge. I don't know. I feel like Kobe, when it comes to this, like the job isn't over. So that's why I don't talk about it. But I am am grateful for what I have accomplished. I have over 250,000 followers. So it is an achievement, I will say that. Oh, yeah. I am proud but of the main reason is he's been keeping his ear to the new the new medias and the new pretty much the future of what things can be. Um society. Society. You know, what what we're on the verge of, you know, back for example, like comparison to the internet days, like we knew the internet was coming, but we didn't know that what we have today was coming. You know, like it's pretty some There's a lot to be stuff, excited you know? for, but I want to preface with we are not yeah, investment yeah. advisors. We are not financial advisors. <laughs> we we do not, we're not saying cash the 401k <laughs> out and do what we're going to talk about in this episode necessarily, but it's just to, to open people's eyes a little bit to what's out there and what could be potentially coming on the horizon. I mean, everybody has seen some of the, what has happened since Bitcoin has boomed. And we're not promising riches of, of course, Bitcoin, of but there's a lot that's going to be on the horizon. No, I promise you riches. And it's just to, to inform yourself a little bit more. But again, again, exactly, exactly. we are not advisors of any sort. If you put 10K <laughs> on Dogecoin and lose, that was not that was not my suggestion. That had nothing to yeah, do with us. That ain't nobody suggesting. A solid minute Please of us if you're out neglecting there. any wrongdoings if you go ahead it wasn't me do not come after me all right but to hop into yes. it a little bit thank you couldn't set it better crypto myself. and that market now still Ooh. pretty much untapped as far Ooh. as what it can be and what it cannot be Ooh. um very hard to understand Ooh. to be honest but preach it's worth yes informing yourself a little bit extra on it now i'm not gonna act like i'm an expert i pretty much brought on somebody who knows a decent amount based on research he's done but I don't know if he'd refer to himself as an expert. Yeah, a, l- a little dabble. Of course not. I don't. I have a passion for it, and my research is usually like hobby based. I just like knowing for the sake of knowing. I love emerging technology and the future and its applications it could possess. But just like you said, Amal, I'm not professional. There's people out here that wake up nine to five, study crypto. Oh, oh, oh crypto. hold up, let me break out. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the West Side. But um, yeah, like people out here like are actual crypto professionals and that's not me. So just know that what you're hearing is just my opinion on things and what I have scoured over the internet. The deep dive I made myself over the last couple of days is Ethereum. Um, I wanted to see what, what yes, it was sir. about, why it's the second largest. Um, the explanations people have for me. Uh, one of the biggest things I learned is cryptocurrency is a very broad way of explaining what crypto is. And quite a few of them aren't necessarily exactly. currency, to be honest, to begin with. But as time passes, you could yeah. use some of what they do as currency. But Ethereum, what I got in my minimal research is it is pretty much going to be like a base for a lot of what's going on. What do you have to say about that, Chris? Yeah, like in the comparison of the Bitcoin and Ethereum, the big giants go at it like David and Goliath. Bitcoin will always be Bitcoin. But Ethereum is a monster on its own. Just like you said, it's a platform, almost like an ecosystem for other coins to not only be developed, but to thrive on and to even be more successful in some of their cases. Like, for example, Ethereum is trading right now at 1480. And there's other coins that are powered by the Ethereum network that are actually worth more than Ethereum, you know? And when you just think about how everything is structured and its utility that it possesses, but yeah, it's just an ecosystem. It's just like a jungle and like in the jungle you might have jaguars or monkeys or snakes and like all those different animals are its own coin living in the same ecosystem which is ethereum one of the broad examples uh, i heard online is um so amazon apparently as a product 
we know it as the giant that is a shopping platform. You go on, you buy products, but they also provide a centralized system for other companies to run off of. So I find out Netflix is directly tied to Amazon in that way and is affected by what Amazon does um, business-wise, business practice-wise. And they compared Ethereum to Amazon in that way where other corporations and big units will be built off of the Ethereum network, which could possibly, if all goes well, increase the value of the coin and the usage of the coin. And it's closer to happening than one might think. Like you hear crypto and all these terms in terms of technology and it looks like it's like way out. Like, oh yeah, that's going to be like when robots are second nature. But a lot of these crypto advancements are happening faster than you think. Yeah, just like any advancements in today's time, if you look at a record of history, I forgot the actual amount of time, but it took a couple thousand years for the caveman to discover the wheel. Like, just like in that gap of, that's considered technology because it helps everyday life, the wheel. Yeah, crazy to think about. But in today's time, we get revolutionary technology every year, every month, just because of the tools that we have access to currently. Like, for example, the iPhone one was so revolutionary and now we're at the point not even what 20 years well, I don't even know when the first iPhone came out but the iPhone 12 is not the iPhone one and we, it's just so drastically different it's just a short span of time to us it's nothing but in the like scheme of things like ooh, 20 years is nothing so even in the sense of crypto we're still in the very early stages of crypto so and simply 10 to 15 years from now there's no way it's not implemented in our society just because of the moves that you see today you know are setting up for that future yeah like hopping into the crypto world what 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 things have you been keeping your eye on recently so my projects that i've been watching closely is bitcoin obviously you can't not watch bitcoin um ties very heavily into the market and how things go from day to day um ethereum just with all their improvements, what they're working on, their goals they're trying to hit. Cardano, another player, um, I wouldn't say as low-key as it used to be, but they've been making a lot of moves. They had a very good month in February, so you, I've added that to my list to watch. actually own a little bit myself. Uniswap, that goes into more of the DeFi space, which is a little bit different. is isn't your average crypto space, and it's emerging. Just came out, um, I want to say mid-early 2020 last year, so we're still very new space getting into that. And the next one and last one I list is APY Finance, only because I do find that to be another very interesting um, project. It's just within the DeFi space, so it's not, I wouldn't really compare it to like Ethereum, Bitcoin, but I would put it on that side of DeFi, which we'll probably get all into right, later. All right. And when you say the average crypto space, like what, as somebody who's looked into Bitcoin, I still don't completely understand what the purpose of Bitcoin is. I realize it could be used as a currency. I kind of try to relate it back to converting USD to like another denomination of money, but I feel like it's not that simple. How would you explain the main purpose of Bitcoin and the use of Bitcoin? Okay, so the goal of Bitcoin is decentralization. Whereas this decentralization pretty much states that you're taking away a central authority, a middleman, someone that regulates um, transactions, for example. If I wanted to buy something at Walmart, nowadays I use a debit card. When you swipe that debit card, Walmart is now contacting your bank. And essentially what they're doing is saying, hey, Chris is at Walmart and we don't know if he has $20 in his account. Can you let us know if he has enough funds for this transaction? And then in a split second, that connection confirms that, hey, he has more than $20. So we'll go ahead and release those funds to Walmart, whereas you come back to you saying that, okay, you can now have your product. You just paid for them. All Bitcoin does is take out the middleman, take out the bank to where you're fully responsible for your funds and the currency that you use today. So for example, um, there is a fixed amount of Bitcoin, 21 million. Whereas compared to the dollar, there is no fixed amount. Another example, we're about to pump $1.9 trillion into the economy with this new stimulus, the way it's looking right now. So 
in Bitcoin, you can't just create more Bitcoin. There always will be 21 million coins. With the US currency, you don't know the amount. They always pump when they want to pump or they feel the need to pump. And in return, this lowers the value of your dollar. So for example, last year, I'm not sure in the exact amount, but we pumped so much money due to the COVID virus that it amounts to three years worth of money we would have printed anyway. But we did that all in the span of a year. So just with basic supply and demand principles, the buying power of the dollar goes down. So let's say you have a bank account and you set aside $10,000. You want to be responsible and say, hey, I want to set my family up for the future. Put this aside and I will always have that $10,000. Based off of how much money they printed last year alone, the buying power of the dollar went down 30%. So that $10,000 that you were responsible with, you saved on your own to do good for your family, is now only worth $7,000. And why should that be your fault? Like you took the right precautions, you did what you thought was financially responsible, yet you took a loss of 30% due to someone else's decision. And with Bitcoin, that can be no one's decision. At one point, there will be a finite price for Bitcoin, which will be a world currency. And that's why today you see all the variation, the price influxing going up and down, because we're trying to figure out what is that price? What is Bitcoin actually worth? So once we get to that point, it will move as a medium of value because it will have a set price. And then in that sense, you just have more power over your funds whereas in the future you never had power it's up to your central government and most of the time those governments will f over their people in the midst of a pandemic in order to do better for themselves you know so at what what point does it become stable like what point does because you're saying there'll be a point where the price doesn't fluctuate as heavily and it isn't as affected well no one's yeah no one's sure on that only because how Bitcoin is produced into the environment is <clears throat> for every transaction, it has to be essentially verified by a third party or a computer, essentially. So if I send money to you, someone's going to do that same thing, but it's not a person, it's a computer. It's lines of code verifying this. So it limits the effect of malicious activity because man will always be evil. Man will always be manipulative no matter how far you go in society there will always be a human messing up for everybody for their own personal gain or just things of that nature whereas you take out those emotions you take out the human side of things and you only use logic things that make sense and things that can't be changed because it's computer code you know you can't just go in and change the code of bitcoin and make an extra million coins it doesn't work like that so that's the value that it actually brings but i'm gonna be real with you what did you just ask because i forgot i just been talking the, what stabilizes the price <laughs> Yeah, so for the stabilization of the price, like going back into that, how it pays out is it takes a fraction of the whatever you send, a very minute amount of Bitcoin is produced from that. So at the current rate we are going, we won't reach the 21 million Bitcoins until 120 years from today. That's what's projected to finally push out the last piece of Bitcoin into existence. So just to put things into perspective, like, yes, it'll only be 120 years. Most of us if not all of us will not be alive for that final piece of Bitcoin to be alive. But the computation that it's putting out after every transaction would be so small that in a span of, I, if I had to guess right now, I would say 30 to 40 years is probably when we'll see a stable price for Bitcoin because the rest of those 80 years are so minute that it's going to be beneficial for miners, but at the same time, we'll already be on the same page. We'll already have that value figured out because it will be implemented into society as an actual store of value, which it's seen as today. So even the 50,000 price tag that it has per coin right now, that's before it's been implemented into society as like a form of currency, correct? Of course, yes, because you have to look at the actual goal of Bitcoin. And the Bitcoin, um, as a comparison for the normal person, is digital gold. Whereas us Bitcoiners, we believe that gold has no value. And when you look at it, what value does gold have? Can you eat it? No. Okay, you have a gold bar. Can I take it to Walmart and use it? No, no one's gonna accept it. I can't even go and if I go to a dealership, buy a twenty thousand dollar car with a bar of gold, they're gonna look at me like I'm stupid because no one has any actual use for it. The only reason we think it has value because as a society, 
we believe it has value. Back in the early days, that was the only way to measure the wealth of a country. Without airplanes, all they had was boats, the Vikings, or wherever it was, England. Every country had their own gold reserve because everyone had equal opportunity of obtaining it. Therefore, that's how a nation's wealth was measured since everything worked from country to country. It was a worldwide currency. Whereas with Bitcoin, you actually have value, whereas you can you have data now of transactions. You can see everything on the blockchain from the first transaction to the last transaction. It will always be registered. And we all know in today's age, that's how Facebook makes their billions alone, just selling data. So we do know that data is very valuable. And that's why it does have that advantage over gold. And that's why it's compared to gold because once we realize it's a store and medium as a society everyone's going to want a piece so with that being said with it attacking gold as a digital store essentially gold's market cap right now is nine trillion dollars and essentially what that's saying is if you added up what everything is worth on the plant planet currently you would it would amount to nine trillion dollars like that's the most money anyone could possibly have so right now, the market cap for Bitcoin just broke $1 trillion, I think, yeah. a couple weeks ago. I think we're around $1.3 now. And the price of the coin is $50,000. So with a simple calculation, if that's only $1 trillion and you're attacking a market cap of $9 trillion, if you are successful of taking over that market cap, you would imagine your own market cap for Bitcoin would be $9 trillion. So if you just times $50,000 times nine, that gives you a base price minimum of $450,000 per coin at that point. Yeah. And so in, yeah, in today's time, if we were able to hit that, then yes, it would be 450,000 a coin, but you do have to factor in money does go up over time. There's going to be, by the time we get to that point, the market cap for gold won't be 9 trillion. It'll be a lot more than that. I imagine, but Bitcoin will be closing that gap, thus reaching an even greater market cap and then increasing the price, I believe, which a lot of other people believe as well to a million dollars, if not more per coin. And at that point, how you're expecting for society implanted how would you you buy things in like decimal points of bitcoin well that's the thing it's yeah. digital gold so how would you buy things in gold you today you convert it to you the wouldn't. usd you use okay. it as a store of value okay yeah exactly so bitcoin is going to be the same sense of where you would want to store it you wouldn't want to use it you wouldn't go to starbucks and use bitcoin would they accept bitcoin of course because everyone's going to want a piece of it but that wouldn't be your preferred exchange like of medium. Who sold two pizzas for how much was it? Five hundred Bitcoin, roughly six or seven years ago. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it was worth twelve dollars, and now it's valued at what? Like last time I checked, was twenty one million. But that was back when Bitcoin was like fifteen. Yeah, 20K, those pizzas got a so lot more expensive. Only knows at this as time passed. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, you can't even be mad as that person for doing that because at the time, that's what it's worth. And no one saw this coming. If they did, they would have bought more yep. Bitcoin, you know? So it's just a crazy space we live in today. Which leads into the, the next part, the next, the second big crypto around and just name and also movement. Yeah, yeah. It's Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. Who? Ethereum. So, like Bitcoin, Bitcoin is pretty much digital gold, whereas Ethereum is now being looked at as an asset as well, which is a very big thing for the coin. But it's comparable to your US dollar to where you would want to use Ethereum or Ethereum based coins for your day to day transactions because it can, it's powerful enough for that. It can do that without lag, with efficiency compared to Visa transactions, things of that nature. And that's what we're going to be using more than likely. Or as of right now, because this is a crypto space, we are very early into the race and there's a new project almost every day. So who's to say it's like, for example, Cardano is in the same race as Ethereum. If Ethereum were to fail, then Cardano, as of right now, is the next man up to take over their market cap. But in that same sense, if Ethereum doesn't fail, it will be our version of the US dollar. It would be our version of day-to-day -day transactions in retail, Walmart, just anything, yeah, you know? I get it. Um, in terms of Ethereum, the biggest like terms I hear when researching it is smart contracts. And yeah. pretty much it's ran by no human element and once locked into one yeah decentralized there's no wiggle room it's that is it yeah so with the advantages of ethereum it expands upon 
the crypto space even more. I am a firm believer that like Bitcoin is great. Bitcoin was generational, but the real genius behind all this is the actual blockchain. There's just so many things that can be derived from it. For example, with even smart contracts, whereas you can transfer physical assets. So that ties into someone could buy a house with a smart contract, be held to that contract the same way you would be held in a financial standpoint with the bank where you would have to pay a loan to finance a house. It's the same situation, just decentralized with, for example, lower fees as a benefit. Whereas if you do go to that middleman, they do charge higher fees. They do charge a higher APY per year for them not only to get their investment back, but to function as a bank as a whole. If you think about it, that's how banks make their money. You put your money in, they hold your money and they lend it out to other people. You know, that's just how they function is finance. But with Ethereum, you're able to do smart contracts in the same sense. But once you take out the middleman, it's more efficient for both parties because you don't have to pay those extra fees. You don't have to pay a higher percentage per year on those investments. Yep. You know? I'll pick up on it. I'll pick up what you're saying. It's still so like new to try to like break down. Yeah, very new. And it's still like to see out into how soon these things will be implemented and the the main point i get at when it comes to all of it is you don't really want to get left behind like even if it ends up burning down and becoming something where it didn't really take off you don't want to be on the side of the coin where you had no clue what was happening it's just something to kind of like make yourself more knowledgeable on and yes ethereum's at a thousand what was it last time i checked like 1460 it moves so quickly which is the next point it's not like the stock market where you could get in from eight to four during the weekdays this market is consistently chaining 24 hours a day seven days a week yeah but even in the sense i feel like that's more on the day trader side to where you would put in a certain amount for the day let's say if you have a thousand to trade with and you would aim to make as much money as possible through trades that day. So like some trades, you'll be in and out in a span of 10 minutes, 30 minutes, four hours, just depends on your strategy. So crypto is a different approach because if you wanna be a day trader, I wouldn't recommend it because of the volatility. It's not comparable to the stock market um, in most ways, some ways it is, but it's still a very dangerous game if you are going to day trade within the crypto space. But for longevity reasons, same with like a stock. Let's say if you want to enter a stock and you wait for it on a year and it does 8%, 12%, 20% gains on that year, that's phenomenal for a stock, especially when you have a lot of money to put in. But in the crypto space, now granted, every year is different. For example, 2020, there's projects that do 300% in a year, 1200% in a year. And if you just look at the numbers and the data, you're just like, how are they accomplishing all of this? Like these, this is way, better than the stock market. That's how I feel about it. Um, Just because A, I know a lot more about technology than I do with business, finance, stocks, things of that nature. And B, I just see the data. I've seen coins go from 40 cents to $20 or from $40 to $2,500 in a span of a year to two of their inception. It's crazy, but it's realistic. That's why I'm so fascinated. Yeah, the movement is a lot more grand in those markets. And as you said, it's it doesn't take as much of you're still depending on people but it's not as people driven as businesses are yeah exactly like for example if elon musk tweets out that he's tired of another chief officer at tesla they're butting heads without a doubt that stock is plummeting because there's too much uncertainty based off of something a man has said whereas with crypto now granted is very early there are a lot of people that are very influential in the space once we get to a point of where it's stable there's not going to be a damn thing anyone can say about it because no one runs it no one's in charge of it it's self-sufficient you know and it's just like that's how the dollar is today if you really think about it the u.s dollar has no real value like it used to be backed by gold but when the Great Depression happened, the only way the government could get us out of the depression was to pump money in the economy. And the only way they could do that without rendering the dollar useless is by breaking the relationship between the dollar and gold. So that's why you see on your dollars today, on the back it says, in the full faith and trust of the US government. Whereas that's all it's backed by, full faith and trust. Mm. Like that's it, the dollar isn't even backed by gold anymore. 
and they realized that and they knew they had to break that tie. So if you're telling me a government could acknowledge this and knowing the implications from that, and then you have a decentralized platform, whereas back in the day in the early 1900s, our parents didn't have that option. And we live in a, today's age where we do have an option. We do have a choice in our finances and how value is perceived. And we do have a lot more influence than we actually believe. Because if you even look at today's age, in the early stages when Bitcoin was $6,000, they're like, oh no, it's worthless. And it hit 12,000, oh no, it's worthless. 20,000, oh no, never hit that. Now it's at 50,000. Like, when are you gonna stop saying, oh, this is, isn't it? And you're gonna start doing your own research. You know, you're gonna start looking at what everyone isn't telling you because the media will fixate on things, you know, if you haven't oh, yeah. noticed already. Because I still, based on what I've seen in the media, I wasn't able to really learn much about how it worked or like why it's like going up at the rate it's going up. I've heard a lot of like skepticism or a mix of get in at yeah. a certain point and see, see how it goes for you. But I haven't seen a complete breakdown of like, what am I putting my money into? Yeah, like I firmly believe one of the best investments. Now, granted, I am not financial advisor. Um, do not listen to my advice. Do your own research. But I firmly believe one of the best investments that you can make for your family today is investing in Bitcoin. Even if it's as little as $100 and you never touch that money again, if you keep that in an account, more than likely you you could probably pay off your son's tuition with what, two dollars $5,000 today? If you think about where we're at right now, think about that. Like. That's actually plausible. If you even ten years ago, if you put ten ten dollars in Bitcoin, Bitcoin ten years ago, what were it? Twenty ten, I think was around two three hundred dollars. So, I mean, even in that instance, like just you have to look at it from the bigger picture. You have to step back and stop listening to what others are saying and just do your own research because it really just takes a few clicks, and you don't even have to understand it. You know, like even with the media, when their main drawbacks on Bitcoin is that it's used heavily in the black market for illegal transactions. I think that's cool. You know why? Because we know it's being used in the black market. What do you think they were using in the black market before Bitcoin? You, you want to know? It's called cash. You just can't yeah. track cash. Therefore, you don't know how much cash is being used. How do you think Pablo Escobar made all his money, billions of dollars in cash? That's why he had warehouses you know? full of cash like, so, to the point where rats were eating them. Exactly. So how could you even use that as a knock? I see that as not a knock. How do you know we're using that much money in the black market? That's very interesting because you can track it. It's traceable. It's visible. It's transparent. Money isn't. It never has. And it never will be because it's a physical medium. And we live in a digital age. Like there's everything's connected to the internet. There's a stat that just came out the other day. There's more devices connected to the internet than there are people in the world currently. And it's only going up from here. So it's like you can't just be ignorant to what you hear. You can't just hear it and say, okay, that, that is what it is. You have to hear it, take it for what it is and say, okay, is it true? What else is there? What aren't they telling me, you know? Because information is out there. We all have the greatest Wikipedia book in our pockets 24 seven. You can know anything you want to know or a gist of it in a matter of seconds. So utilize it, you know, exactly. use it to your advantage. And just like the dot-com boom or like we had an EV boom pretty much last year in the market. There will be winners and there will be losers. And not every crypto that pops on the market for 40 cents is going to go up to $20, right? But it's up to you to of course, familiar, familiarize yourself with To do exactly, your research. Familiarize you know? yourself with who's backing it, what it's being used for. Um, if you can, look at transactions per minute, see if it's actually anything that's moving. Um, because a lot of times there'll be... Yeah people pulling wool over your eyes and a, a, when a coin's at its base level at that point two or three p people supplementing the coin with a lot of cash flow will make it look as if it's moving a lot it'll jump 30 percent 40 percent but you also have to realize like these coins aren't really being traded on a platform that's accessible to everyone at times so those movement those percentages yeah will be a little bit they'll construe the picture for you a bit. Yeah, it's all a facade, essentially. Like, they understand that this is a very early space, that there is a time where they can take advantage of mass amounts of people because the masses don't know about it. There's a, I think it's like three or 5% of people are actually involved in like cryptocurrency, which is fine, but just 
if you fully grasp that, that's nothing compared to the masses. Like even in the same sense of the dot-com boom, everyone was um, against the internet at first. Oh, this is useless, it's just a giant calculator. Like no one thought they'd be using a computer every day. I can't think of too many jobs where you don't touch a computer or some type of computational tool in order to help you either in transactions or doing your job essentially. Like it's crazy to think about. Same thing with debit cards. Everyone was like, oh no, I don't want to use a card. I rather use cash. You're telling me I use this plastic to buy stuff. It's not real money. And they're right. It's not real money. But every day, I don't even use cash anymore. I can't even tell you the last time I've done a cash transaction. That's just the day and age we live in, you know? And it's just a matter of time before people get used to it because they'll be forced to get used to it because there are companies like Tesla that have a Bitcoin reserve. There are companies like Facebook that are looking at cryptocurrencies and they're going to force these people to transition over. So instead of being one of those people to transition over, why not profit from it? Why not be one of those sparks in the movement towards adoption, you know, and you have that opportunity. You don't want to be the old guy on the the sidelines who's like, I don't need a computer. Exactly. I don't need to have an email account because I can write letters and put a stamp on it and send it and pay to send, right? You don't want to be the person who was left in the dust and didn't do your own research and moved along with technology as it went. We use debit cards and credit cards pretty heavily right now. I'm seeing more of a shift in people paying off of their phone. Right, so like debit exactly. cards and credit and cards happening as well. were the advancement. Not even how long ago, they haven't been around for that long, and they're already becoming outdated. I want to say exactly like what fifteen years? I want to say twenty years, probably early on, because it had to. Everyone had to catch along with it. But... Like in our lifespan, we've seen from paying with a check being the norm to paying with cash being the norm to paying with debit card and credit card being the norm to slowly transitioning into electronic payments like off of your phone or off of your Apple Watch which is connected to your phone, right? Or even cards that have enough technology in it where you don't even swipe your card anymore, you tap it, right? Yeah, and just to dive back into that like early technology phase, it's like the first wheel took over 2,000 years. Now, don't quote me on that, but it took a pretty long time. Just like Amal was saying, you see the progression we're having in such a short span of time. Like it's when you think about it and step back, it really is crazy because like you would you wouldn't really realize it otherwise until you do take that step back and you do analyze everything as a whole, and you're like, dang what's next up, you know? Cause something has to come next. Just how society works will always continue to advance. So that's why I always ask myself, society will always advance as a whole. What is the next advancement? And you're able to find it if you're, all you have to do is research. You know? And even with the minimal amount of research, it's still difficult to get to a point where you completely understand what you're investing in, all right? But you try to break it down to yeah. as simple of a base level um, as you can. Yeah, I mean, over time in any new space, the more time you spend just venturing out, looking up for yourself, trying to understand stuff, the more immersed you become in that culture and what they have to offer. Like, it's it's really something special, but like, that's just how it works. When I first started out, I was in, I was actually in high school when I was introduced to Bitcoin back 2015, 2016. <laughs> so I did get, yeah, right. Actually, a little bit earlier than most people. Now, I wasn't able to invest. I didn't have a job back then. Tried getting my mom to invest, but she was like, most people, she's like, oh, no, it's not real. I can't buy it. And look, where that was back when Bitcoin was 10K. So I ain't got nothing to say to her. But like, just, I don't know. Like when I first got into the culture, what I would do is just obviously go to YouTube. YouTube is one of the easiest platforms to learn almost anything nowadays. But yeah, just trying to listen to as many voices as I can because A, it is a new space. Two, a lot of us aren't professionals. But three, everyone has an opinion and see things differently. So when you get a, a bunch of different opinions, you're able to form your own and like learn on your own and know what sticks, what doesn't stick, know what's good, what's not good. And you just get a gist for things, you know, as if in any culture, like if you didn't know about basketball, I tell you the same thing. Go and watch some NBA highlights online see what gears to you, see what your play style might be like, try to transition your your knowledge towards that player. And it's the same idea, you know? You just, you get a fix for what's good and what's, we call shit yeah. coins, you know? You just get a feeling sometimes. You listen to the bulls and bears. You don't want to just listen to one side. There's going to be 
people who are yeah. big on the coin and tell you every reason why it can't miss. And there's going to be people on the other end that tells you every reason why it won't hit. And each side is going to yeah. be right. Both parties have yeah, very good reasons. Each side is going to be right in some yeah. aspects. It's just who's going to be more right about it. And you come to those conclusions just based on inner feeling and, and paying attention to d- data, to be honest. It's not as simple as they say it so it's fact you just have to do a little bit of research on your own and kind of go with your gut because none of this stuff is a science like it's not exact none of it is yeah you could have the best information possible have the best resources and have like no doubt in your head this is a successful project and that project could fail completely and it's happened to me like i've been down that road i've saw what I thought I need to see, and I've lost out completely, but that's just a part of the game. It's part of the learning curve, and that's the thing. It's a learning curve. It's not an L unless you want it to be an L, unless you ignore the facts and don't observe it, the situation as a whole, and learn where you went wrong, how do you improve upon this, and how do you not end up like this the next time, you know? I do that in every step. Every L I've taken is a lesson. That's what it, the L stands for, honestly. I, I refuse to take a loss because it's not a loss. There's always a takeaway point in every situation. So you just got to figure out what those are and then do better the next time. You know, just attack it again. Can't be scared. scared and you can't, in the same breath, take take calculated risks. Don't put more than what you feel you could lose. You don't want to get to the point where yeah, of course. you're in and if it, swings in any, if it swings in the wrong direction, you're looking at yourself like, how am I going to make it past this point? <laughs> you know, you don't want to... If you're going to invest yeah, your life how, investments, how am I going to pay rent this month? <laughs> be willing to lose your life investment. Because just like Yeah, cuz at the end of the exactly, day, just no like one any knows. other investment. If you put it in there, you're not there's no 100% hitter. Legally that I can think of. Yeah, like you could, like you could hit. hit big. You could, you could be hit rich. big. Or yeah. You could be stuck at a point where your money dives and you just have to wait for it to get to a certain amount where you could pull it back out or your money dives down to a really, really small number. And then you have to make that decision. Do I let it ride out or do I just take this lesson, even though it's a loss, take this lesson and move on, right? <laughs> Never put more than you feel like you could lose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that would be the lesson. Don't put too much in, brother. <laughs> like, just take it from there and be better next time, you know? And even I fall into the same situation where I fall into emotion and I'm like nah this is the way and I take another L and I'm just like all right one is enough enough you know like you're just choosing to get beat down at this point and you just got to be smart and once again you can be the smartest person in the room and you can make a bunch of wrong choices just try your best to learn from those choices because I promise you if you do you will be a, you will get better it's just a part of the game it's just making yourself knowledgeable that is that is the main point you you get off to a start where you're just letting yourself know more about a new a new era in, in things and it's with everything you gotta learn yeah, man. right but exactly it's been a topical conversation on on crypto i'm not gonna act like we were teachers of the specifics of any of them but just getting you into the space yeah giving you names to listen out for and look out for over the next couple years next couple months to be honest um it's not as simple as the longer you wait, you miss the boat. Because sometimes there's dips, just like everything, right? If we made this episode two weeks ago, we're talking at Ethereum closer to 2K than it is to 1500 now, right? These things, there's ebbs and flows. And if you go two yeah. weeks before that, <laughs> yeah, Ethereum was at 1300. So it's like, come on. It's like, it's just a part of the game. Once you get immersed in it, you come a little bit familiar with it and you're just more in tune, you know, like it's nothing, when like, for example, Ethereum dropped from 2000 to 1400 and I have not flinched. Like, I'm really not worried because I know once it goes back up, we're hitting at least 5K. Like we're, we're all banking in. So it's just a part of the game, you know? And just basing yourself off like the knowledge that you know and just forming an analysis on your own, you know? You get better exactly. through practice. And don't hear that 5K number and be like, I'm putting in tonight. Cause that wasn't, he wasn't telling you. He wasn't telling you to. Once again, not financial, not financial advice. This Just is two friends having a conversation. My guess, based off what I know. Yeah, two friends having a conversation. But there's a lot of Ethereum disappearing from the market right now. Just to put that out there. Just do some research. You might find out the real reason mm-hmm. behind that. You know? Interesting to note. Interesting to note. Well, yeah, just right. as a first episode, this is just to pull you guys in. This podcast will not be 
all crypto talk. We are not crypto bulls by any means. It's just one of the things that are on our minds at the moment. It'll be a mix of everything. It'll be a mix of movies. It'll be a mix of music. It'll be a mix of sports. It'll be a mix of current events. But today we felt like talking about crypto. And Chris was on for this one. Thanks again for popping in. Um, will he be? He'll probably be I'm on for more. But we we'll see how it goes. I don't think he'll be. He won't be missing for too long. He'll pop in on some other ones for sure. But to- yeah, I'll try to come in every now and then. I got to put up some more work on TikTok. Hopefully, when I come back, my goal is to have at least 500k followers. We're gonna double speaking into existence. I'm about to go crazy. So tune in at SayLessK on IG, on Twitter, on TikTok. I mean, by the and time this it. thing but gets yeah, man, this was fun. 10 to 100 listens, you'll probably get a million <laughs> on TikTok to keep it real. Hey, man. Hey, they're gonna be. No, no, no. I got faith, man. Because, you know, there's a market for everything. And once y'all get to know him all for, like, what he's interested in, his comments, like, just as a person, there's no way you're not going to be hooked. And if you're not hooked, that's fine. Like, we don't need you anyway, man. Whoa, 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 right, whoa, whoa, whoa. Fam, you know? <laughs> nah, but this is, this is just an intro to me learning <laughs> things. Because as I go along, I'm going to learn <laughs> things as well. Like, my my main reason for doing this is to have a conversation, make things easier to break down, but also to learn things. Because why, why just live yeah, yeah. life going along day to day knowing the same thing you knew yesterday you know exactly i always try to learn at least one new thing every day rather if it's something like editing online or like some crypto research or even doing my homework like i actually learned stuff from that <laughs> tragically but i you got to be better off than the day before you know and you have to make an effort like i spend a lot of my time just being I won't even say present in the moment, but just lost and just chilling day to day. And I'm just like, I feel like I've wasted a lot of time. Granted, I'm only 23, but I'm glad I woke up, man. Like, cause I'm really on a mission now. Like I thought I was on a mission, but once you like can start tracking, like, hey, I know this now I didn't know last week. I can do this on my computer that I couldn't do two months ago. Like I'm just seeing shit different now. It's like, I feel like I'm headed in the right space. And you just gotta get better every day. You know, like if, if we had overall ratings like 2K, <laughs> I'd say my overall is like a 32 right now. Ooh, like I'm riding the bench. I'm not getting in the game. I'm just, am I on the bench? Yeah, I'm in the G League riding the bench. That's just how I feel. But it's just like in the spectrum of life, I've gained at least three overall points in the past two months. And that's pretty good progress to me because like I can track it down. I know what I've done. I know like where I want to head and I feel like I'm getting there, you know? And it's just going to speed up over time, you know? The more you know, the more knowledge you can bring the more you can exactly. build upon it, you know? At the end of the day, it's to do a little bit more than the monotony of life, right? Like, if you're living life and you're not doing any passion projects yeah. or doing anything that improves yourself directly, then you're kind of missing out. It shouldn't be all about a 9 to 5 or going to going to your job. Or if you do enjoy what you do, unless you're working for yourself, you're still at a point where it's not completely about you. You know? Make... Yeah, like people lose sight of what they truly value over like society telling them what to value or society to tell them how to function. And it's just like, I love the day and age we live in because there's so many influences that are showing us like, hey, that's not the only way or hey, you can be yourself, you know, and still thrive in society. There's a time where we couldn't have tattoos at work. Like, isn't that- It's crazy to think. That's crazy to think about. And now we're here and it's like, People will have tattoos all the time. Now, granted, we're not past that stigma, but we're definitely headed there. Even on, there's people on YouTube that that's their job is making videos, making content. And if I told my mom that back in the early 2000s when my teacher asked me what I wanted to be at school and I said, I don't want to be a YouTuber, she would have looked at me like I was stupid. But like, that's yeah. actually plausible. It took people to now, take like, that You can do that. If you, if you really want to, yeah, you can give in everything you got give it your all and i guarantee you you will have some type of following because that's just once people notice that you're like passionate for what you do and you actually give a fuck i don't even know if i can cuss on here but they will give a fuck <laughs> exactly. as well exactly you know? it will show you love you know? and being yourself yeah. and, and producing right like the the minimal i want this to be yeah. is uh audio diary i could go back and be like at this point in time in life i was interested in learning about this i talked to this these people i talked to my friends Right, I, I have an audio log of just a space and time, and I want to continue it because it would be cool to go back and be like, I did all of this consistently for, I don't know what the schedule is going to be on this thing yet, once a week, twice a week, if I just hop on when I have something to say, but it will be cool to go back and be like, you consistently put out something that was for you, 
you had a passion project and you did it. Yeah, it's like, I did this, you know? Like now granted, everyone don't pop off. Everyone doesn't succeed, but everyone doesn't try. So you at least gotta try. I hate, I hear this all the time. That's the one thing I'll take away from the old people is that I don't wanna be 50 years old and be like, damn, I wish I tried this or I wish I did this. Like just do it, you know? We're in that time. Like if you are young out there listening, you are in the time where you can, you're able to fail and not get hit as hard, you know? Like I could go bankrupt right now, I'm 23. I know I can bounce back from that. Whereas if I go bankrupt when I'm 40 or 50, then my son's not going to college. My son's not eating or, or my wife might actually divorce me, you know? Those are actual options, but you have so much, you have more range than you think you do. Now I'm not going out here I mean, saying go put say, your job. I hate telling y'all to go bankrupt but, at 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't. But <laughs> no, all I'm saying is don't be scared. You know, like it's fine to be scared, but use that as That's a motivation. That's why he's not a financial advisor. Because anything new is going to be scary. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I even fell into that trap too. Like I'm scared as shit. Every time I post a video, I'm scared as fuck. I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like I send it to a bunch of people. Make sure it makes sense make sure it's funny and it's just like even the other day i'm like why like i don't care like if i'm pushing out the content that i want to push out everyone else could hate it that's me you know i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there and that's what i'm even striving for today is just to give less of a fuck than i already do you know you make content be that me, you like, enjoy and just off of doing that you exactly. created a following of over 280,000 people on one platform that's insane to think like yeah just because not to put his whole page out there, but it's not just trend following, right? There's a lot of original content. I, I try my best to stay away from trends. Yeah, I want to be original and I only want to do stuff. If I do get inspired by someone, I'll always give them credit, but just be as original as possible, you know, just be myself. Because anyone can do a trend, anyone on TikTok, especially so many dances, so many of the same video. I'm just like, I'm tired of watching the same video a hundred times. I want to see something different. I want to see someone at their own twist to it. So I said, fuck it, let me let it be me. I remember the day I woke up in July, I random Saturday, I went to my friend, I said, what's up, let's get TikTok famous. He's like, all right, bet, what do you wanna do? And I told him, I don't know. Like, I really did not know. I just knew I wanted to be TikTok famous. So I sat down, we did some collaboration and I figured out an idea. It was my first video, it was a Chick-fil-A video, popped off five like crazy. Videos. I didn't even know that was your and first was video until I checked your page recently. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? It, exactly right and it's like i thought that video was funny but i didn't even think it was anything crazy like i was all right it's just a decent video and i just dropped it and that really just sparked it for me it's like i didn't even have an idea of what i wanted to do i just knew the goal i wanted to hit you know so i set that goal for myself now granted i still don't think i hit that goal like other people tell me i'm famous i really don't think i'm famous yet i need at least five six hundred k to even put myself in the midst of that class, you know? But granted, I am thankful for what I am, but just like I said earlier, the job's not finished, you know? Even when I hit 500K, the job isn't finished. Like I have goals that are like aligning with this, but you always have room for improvement. This was the initial goal was to get famous, but now what's, what's the next goal, you know? What other milestone? That finish line is gonna keep moving. Like my first milestone was 10K. Yeah, hit that, I hit 100K. I hit 100K and 200K at the same time, like in a day span, two day span, it was crazy. But yeah, it's like it's only up from here. You Again, know? consistency and being yourself. You got to keep on and striving. When you build, you build an audience. There, there's gonna be growth there too because you're gonna change, right? Like your content might be a little bit different than when they first hopped on. Yeah. And it's just about just consistently being you because the people who stay and the growth that you will have, those people will grow with you, and your audience will be like your core audience. The people who you build will be there to stay. Yeah, like you always have those writers for you that understand that you're a say less K, you're Chris Perry. And there's other people that follow me that are like, oh, I'm damn, I'm damn. That's all they know me for is damn. But they don't know that say less K also did let's get straight to it. That's another video that popped up or say less K the Chick-fil-A guy. Like I have so many different ways you can perceive me. That's why I even tell my fans sometimes, like they'll always push me for a damn series that I do. What's the new damn video? And don't worry, I'm gonna push that out soon. I got y'all boys. And I love y'all boys, but I'm not only damn, like I'm I'm more than damn. I am say less K and it's like, even today people don't realize that. And that's my goal right now is to make sure people know like, I'm not a trend, I'm not a saying, I'm a person, I'm creative. And I it's hard to traverse those waters though when you become kind of viral, right? Like. 
to be more than what got you those yeah, followers that's all they see you for. and fall into the trap of like oh now that i'm known for this i want to keep acquiring followers this way and just um, if i keep doing the yeah. same thing this number will go up but it'll, it'll eat away at you because you want to do more oh my yeah that's how i was man that's why i had to for my damn videos it's like a guy in a van kidnapping kids i actually killed him off in a video like house explodes he's dead because like i was just <laughs> you killed him? i can't even think for myself i'm thinking only about <laughs> damn yeah i killed him he had to go man he had to go um go check out the video but yeah man it's like everyone's like oh where when's damn coming back i, I missed the van videos and i'm just like i got y'all i'll produce that more but that's not me. Like even my newer videos now get way less love than those videos, but I know that's a part of the grind. I know what's gonna happen because that's not what they wanna see, but I'm improving in the areas that I do wanna improve at. I'm working on the stuff that I wanna work at and it, I know it's gonna pop eventually again. It should've. I mean, I got a lot of videos that are hits on my page. Like I don't care, they are hits. Nothing you can tell me differently, but it's just that how the TikTok app works, they haven't pushed it to the For You page so I can see through analytics why I'm not getting the love that I think I should on certain videos. And that's just a fact, like I'm not hating or nothing, but it's just that I could, you kind of get a sense for what videos could go viral. Every viral video doesn't go viral. That's just a fact. And that's why you do have to keep on pushing. You do have to keep on doing your own comment or content because eventually it will hit. And when it does hit, you want to make sure that whatever is pushed through is the best content you can possibly push out because once it out, what it is out, you're gonna come to your page like okay what else does this guy have you know like i'll have people on my notifications 20 60 notifications because that's how i know i gained a new fan because they like all my videos they like the chick-fil-a they like the let's get straight to it and they like the damn and they realize that i am say less k i'm not just damn, that is the know? struggle that i've heard from a lot of creators that have like had a video go viral or had like one thing that they do become what they're known for is like they do more things and they feel like they're doing more of their own content but it doesn't get pushed the same because it doesn't have like the same traction as that yeah those exactly vowels, so. like my video before i dropped another van video i'm pulling it up right now i did 100k 70k 60k 50k which are all straight and then i drop a van video and i get 750,000 views so it's like I know what they want and I'm like I'm telling you guys right now you can quote me on this the next time I drop a, a van video I know for a minimum I'm getting 50k views as of right now only because it's been a long time since I've done it and I know that's like the minimum threshold but even all my van videos 350k 700k 1.5k 500k 5 mil 1.3 mil and then you'll see all my other videos 4,000 views on my last one 20,000 views so it's like, do I want to just fight for views? No, because I know what I need to push out to get views, to get likes, to get out there, which I'm going to do, but that won't be what I stand for completely, you know? I'm still going to be behind my own brand and be myself, regardless of the outcome, you know? I could lose all my followers, honestly, if I don't drop another damn video, but do I care? No, because I'm true to myself, you know? Exactly, you by like that. that's what the basis of like what, to relate it back to the podcast, there's going to be episodes like this, there's going to be episodes where I get on with some of my friends. Chris is one of them who are big into a certain NFL team. And we're going to break down how we feel like our teams are making moves in the offseason, which it's not going to interest the Ooh, same people that. Okay. that listen to this one. Or I'm going to have some where I break down movies that I've watched. Like I watched Malcolm and Marie with my wife uh, last week. Um, it's a it's a movie on Netflix. It was a Netflix original, actually. And the whole movie takes place with this couple and the whole thing is pretty much like them having an argument over a night that was after he won an award at a movie and it like shows the different like intricacies of the relationship and how they view each other it's like it's a really good yeah. movie if you're like interested in sitting down and just watching people be people but i'll have a whole podcast about that and it's not okay, going to interest okay. the people who came for the nfl stuff and then i'm big into like the fantasy football space and i'm gonna have that talking about dynasty and regular season and um even like I'm looking a bunch of stuff right there's so many angles I want to take this thing but it's not going to interest the same people for all of it so you're either going to come and stay for certain episodes or you're going to come and stay for just me and whoever I'm talking to and that's what it is at the end of the day either you fall in love with the content or you fall in love with the person behind the content and you'll be here for all the episodes hey hey I got an episode for you too you mentioned movies have you seen the movie her her 
yeah, very, very different movie, but there is so much to talk about that happens in that movie. Like, have you heard about it? If not, I can like give you a little rundown. Give me the rundown. Is it with the, I know it says her, but it's about a guy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a guy that ends up dating artificial intelligence. I have like heard about it, but I haven't watched phone. it. He has a relationship. Yeah. Yet, Brad, you gotta watch it. It's it's very different, but it challenges so many things in society. It's just like, dang, like it's. I feel like for me, it was an eye opener. Like I didn't even see things in certain ways before watching that movie. But yeah, I don't want to speak too much on it. Just watch to. it, and I need to come talk and about it. You're again. gonna have to be back you know, for right? that one. See, just based on doing. I'm just gonna doing it this that, is gonna sure. make me that's a movie that I saw didn't really watch I'm gonna hop into it have you seen what's the name of that movie was it Ex Machina where it was a robot that was built Ex- oh I haven't seen that's it that's one you need to it. check out yeah like a you war machine that okay. one out there's so many alright it's a deuce X now that you, you said war machine that does not sound like the right movie hold on let me hop on real quick um yeah, I used to call it X Machina. That's what I used to say. But oh yeah, it's the right movie. You see, you think it's a war machine. You need to go watch it. Yeah, that's what I thought. If you like silver and shit. Once you watch it, you're gonna be like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I- I've been w- I've been wiggling my legs. I gotta <laughs> take off. Take off. Do your thing. Hey, I, I give you credit, man. You've been hanging on for 55 minutes. It's bound to happen. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep this in. This got to stay. How you going to tell me I can smell like a vanilla cloud and not expect me to buy it? It's crazy shit. But yeah, no, I'm gonna check out X Machina. But that's like I might do a whole. I'm not sure about the direction of how I'm gonna go about doing these podcasts. If I'm gonna keep it all under one umbrella or break off for some stuff. But as I said before, like yeah. it's it's an audio log of just the time I'm in, and I'm gonna keep doing it all the way till I have probably a kid who's my age. That's the aim, which will be <laughs> insane. Cause yeah, that's the, the final, final episode. episode is okay. When I started this, I was 25. Now my kid is 25. I feel like it's a good time to shut it down. And that'll be the walk away. Yeah, have, have him, him come, come on. on and, then, and then you can have the birds and the bees talk. If I waited until he was know, 25 to do that, <laughs> I'd be the world's worst parent <laughs> if I did not tell him about the birds and the bees until yeah, 25. Like, what? The birds my dad the broke bees. that down when I was <laughs> like so, six. So glad you asked. <laughs> he didn't Sheesh, I had Google break it down for me, baby. Oh. I went online. Oh, my. Bro, I saw some, some titties. My dad. But it was an accident, man. My I'm dad, you were learn. always a learner, huh? Always on the internet trying to figure something out. Bruh, always on the internet, man. I'm just mad as a little kid, bro. I used to finesse people online for so much money. If I knew about Bitcoin back then, like, there's no doubt in my mind, even as a kid, because I was, You'd what, selling 16, people 17 Bitcoin. when I first heard about Bitcoin? I, I would have hella. I would have at least five coins. You're sick. Bruh, I used to be a finesser on Madden. Like, Madden 12, I made easily, like, two, $3,000 alone Bruh, off that game. you're nuts. Like, it's ridiculous. As, like, as a little kid, what Madden 12 was, I was, like, middle school that time? Yeah, I remember coming to school with a rack on me for no reason. Just because, like, like, an actual $1,000 rack for Just no reason. Flex? Just, Just to flex? Just to flex. Yeah, like I can even spend that at lunch. I would buy as much snacks as possible. Wait, so, when so did you pull it? Were you one of those dudes? Gummies. Like, okay, so I work at a corporation that sells groceries. Will not be named, but I'd be at yeah. the desk and they come and be like, mm-hmm. "Let me have a black and mild," and I'm like, "All right, dollar seventeen. And he will pull out the wad of cash and start counting through like he yeah, don't just have a dollar <laughs> in his left pocket. He'll go in the right pocket and pull out well, two thousand and just dollars. be counting through the big bills and be like, yeah. "Give me a sec," and then count through the twenties and the tens. Like, like, yes, sir. Just to flex for no reason. Yes, sir. I lick you. Lick your thumb. Count through the money and then you touch your eye. Give yourself some pink eye from the one. You can't even you know, lick your thumb in the store no more. You got to keep that just mask so, on, my boy. Just to let people know. <laughs> man, I take out my tongue, put some no, Jordan on that. Yes. You know? But yeah, oh, man. My <laughs> 
I wish. Yeah, I used to, what did I do back in the day? I was, I was born on the internet. I, I honestly contribute most of what I know today to the internet just because that's how I had to grow up. Like I didn't, like my parents were divorced. I didn't have that household where I could like go to people. I go to Google. I was one of the first motherfuckers to do that. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss. You set the tone. This was the first question episode, I needed to know. So yeah, I go to Google. Can we cuss? Yeah, we can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I to say, yeah, man. I go to Google. Like Birds and the Bees put you on a on another link with some videos you might not want to see at a young age. But hey, you learn a thing oh or two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey. Learn As a thing. I've said, this is going to be a journey. Whoever tuned into this first episode, or if it splits into What's two up? episodes, like you're in for a treat. I feel. And we'll see where it goes from here, yes, man. Sir. I mean, thanks again, Chris, for popping on. We're at an exactly an hour. Oh, of course, that of course. is the quickest hour I have spent in really? a long oh, time. Snap. But man, me and you always talk for hours, and it's I know hours, so it's crazy. It's but we're we're going we're going to get to it. I'm gonna probably start streaming. Me and you're gonna have to hop on the stream. I'm gonna have to Ooh. pop over there. Ooh. I don't even know what we'll play yet. To be honest, we could hop on Madden so you could spank me real quick because I'm hey. really bad at Madden. I know, um, I'm actually against Madden. I only have sports. Madden 20. I, I boycotted 21. <laughs> like, oh, great choice. Great these choice. games are the same thing, just reskinned versions of the past one. But we gonna get to it. This is the year of content. This is the year of fun. This is the year of having passion projects, and just hope you guys are willing to stick along on the ride with us. Into as I said, when yes, my kid sir. turns 25 is when I'll be done. Because it is a so, ride. All right, man. Let's call it. Yeah. Hey, this is one of many, one of so let's many. get into it, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, let me stop this.